Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I'm joined by Dave Watson. Hello. And that's it. Just you and me. And we don't really have much to talk about. I mean, there so hasn't that was been the a Newcastle game. Natter. Thanks that for listening. New- yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there hasn't been a game. I guess it just shows that we're in a codependent relationship. I mean, we just... I, I missed you. Do you know what I, mean? <laughs> I, want, I just wanted to see you. And this is why I bought you a pint before you turned up to the pub, because I was like, oh, I can't have them sober. No, we need to cuddle later. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. So that's it. So you're just listening in on me and Dave trying to maintain our relationship. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I'm I'm lost because we normally start a podcast by saying, uh, "What did you think of the last game?" There's been two weeks, no games. Mm-hmm. What should we talk about? I mean, should, we, should we go straight into the relegation battle? Well, I think should we talk we sh- about La Manga? No, what we should do is we should talk about the like this weekend's results. Yes, because I mean, it was a really good weekend for Newcastle. It genuinely was. The, the of the six teams around us. Uh, that are in the relegation scrap. Only one point was picked up by Bournemouth. Every, everybody That's else right. lost. So it was a really good... Like The only thing that could have made it worse is if we'd played and lost. That's, that's yeah. the, it oh, no, You didn't even need to f- the end of that sentence. Yeah, the just, only thing that could have made it worse <laughs> is if we had played. Yeah. And uh, you look at, you look at the, um, each of the results that came through, they're all kind of damaging in their own way like Sunderland played quite well against West Ham and still lost Norwich lost after playing quite well and it was a you know it was a last minute winner by for, for them and you've you've got like Swansea took the lead and then had a demoralizing loss against but like you can t- like we can take positives from all of that and they you know there's a lot of negatives for them to take I'm <laughs> we are a hundred percent staying up now I'm like yeah, we're, we're, we're gravy. Are you really? No, we're not that. No. What is your percentage? We might as well just go straight. Like in. thirty-five still. Thirty-five percent chance we'll go down. I think my my confidence is coming more from the the inability. Of the I think you were at sixty percent on the last podcast. The last one. Yeah. You were. 
It was incredible. It, I think it was I, like looking at a broken man. Oh, that yeah, because that was just after the, the the Chelsea embarrassment. Yeah, I probably was, but then I'm. And I don't know what's happened in between now and then, except for the other teams not picking up points. I mean, I remember finishing a bit. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember finishing the last podcast thinking we were all a little bit hopeful that by now. Steve McLaren would no longer be in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. That... It would be quite Mike Ashley for us to now, we've got Stoke coming up on Wednesday. Yeah. And it would be quite Mike Ashley for us to lose that game and then for him to stack, sack Steve McLaren. Instead of just before he goes away for the, like, yeah. the period. I mean, yeah. I don't think that will happen. But... No. No, I, unless, I reckon McLaren's got until like 10, 10 games to go. So he's got another, like, three or four games. Um, and if he doesn't... If there isn't marked signs of improvement away from home, uh, I think I think he might get the hump, like, might get the boot then, but... And then we'll bring in Alan Shearer to try and save us with eight games to go. I don't know. Well, who... Alan Shearer wouldn't do it. Shola Obi. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have him. I'd love as Alan. manager. He's actually quite a bright bloke. He's thick as shit on the, the, the football pitch, but he's quite a bright bloke, his shoulder. So he hang speaks on. Well I mean, well. that was a joke, but... Would I actually we, take him? Would no, you take no, Shola Amiobi? No, no, no. <laughs> I w- Speaking no. of Shola Amiobi, he got a win uh, with Fleetwood yeah. against Coventry, featuring Bigger Amana and... Uh, Adam Arms- Johnson. Adam, Adam Armstrong, sorry. Adam Armstrong. Adam Johnson's an entirely different story. Yeah. But we're not going to talk about that. So... Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm fairly confident. Like if if McLaren, if we pick up, a, to be honest, we only we only need about twelve points, twelve fourteen points to, to stay up this season, I reckon. And I think we'll pick up. We've got four four games against uh, teams in the bottom half, uh, the bottom six or seven, I think. Uh, those those games, that's where it'll come. We'll pick up twelve points in those four home games against the bottom half, and that's what will keep us up. Well, I hope so, but I'm not sure. We're really good at home. Like, right. we are, we're a lot better at home. Like, a lot better at home than we are away. Not even... That is true. I mean, we are dog shit away from home, but we're facing... Uh, the, actually, the two away games that I, I reckon we could also pick up points are um, Norwich and Aston Villa. Those two teams, they just look like anybody could beat them. Well, the Norwich look unlucky. You think? They look like they're not playing great every game, no. but they look like they've had some demoralising, unlucky defeats. But I mean, wasn't there? There was the you know they lost to a last minute goal against Leicester at the weekend. Yeah, um, haven't there been another couple of games like that for them where they yeah. got they got West pretty Ham, close? West Ham, they were they were um, two goals to the good, and they they. they, they Surrendered that lead And they ended up get, Only getting a point And they got absolutely Humped by us And that's not Good for anybody um, But I don't think that I mean we've also been On the on the receiving end Of unfortunate results Well that's the nature Of football isn't it yeah. but This is I what I'm saying say At the moment We're third from bottom yeah. And it would be hard To argue the case That we don't deserve To be there Fine that's. But then we're only Third from bottom On goal difference yeah, yeah. So I think I think there's 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 at least three teams in this league worse 
than us. I mean, how many times uh, have I know. you said that on this podcast? But then it's, I mean, you might be right, but that should yeah. be your catchphrase. There are three worse teams than Newcastle in the league. Yeah, but there are. That should be a chant. Instead, <laughs> <laughs> instead of, uh, you know, we're by far the greatest team the world has ever seen. There are three worse teams than us in the league. We are shit uh, away from home. I think we're decent at home. We'll be all right, man. We'll be all right. Here's uh, something I could talk about. I went to the League Cup final yesterday. You, yeah. Uh, as you know, mm-hmm. I went to the uh, Manchester City versus Liverpool. I was sat with the Manchester City fans. I used to like Manchester City when I was a student, right? Because I lived there. Yeah. And now I've sort of gone off them because they feel like Chelsea, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Sort of. And that's not the fault of the fans or, you know, it's just the way it is. But I thought it was really interesting to be with the Man City fans because if that had happened five years ago, they'd have been in the final of any cup competition at yeah. Wembley. The excitement would have been so high. Like, mm. if Newcastle were in a cup final yeah. now, can you imagine the atmosphere? Yeah. Because the atmosphere at any Newcastle away game is, is brilliant, I think, still. Not at home, maybe, but away games, yeah. there's a great atmosphere. But then you have to take into account Wembley is not good for, for atmosphere because they That's say true. that there's like 25,000 per team. And then the the other twenty five thousand are neutrals. That's true, but you like would think yourself. that you would be like myself. That's <laughs> that is true. Um, maybe I was contributing to the lack of atmosphere, <laughs> but I was surrounded by Man City fans, hmm. and I mean they were invested in the game, but there but, just wasn't that excitement because I guess it's amazing how quickly I think that it'll happen for a team that. I don't know. I guess it's just like a metaphor for life, really. No, oh, here we go. You always want something. You always want something more. It's like, mm. but then I mean, I f- in my head right now, if we, I'm like, if we won a trophy, I'd be happy forever. <laughs> but we all know that actually, after a little while, you'd be like, eh, yeah, League Cup. It's not Champions League, is it? It's not. You know, you suddenly. Oh like- yeah, but that, that's the nature of a football fan is you always want more. But the thing with the with Man City fans, I would say that if. If you like, um, I don't know. Like, if if you if the tickets you bought were a concentrated block of age-old Man City fans who've been going since the the, the early eighties, who are like died in the wool and all the rest of it. I think but, they were. I mean, there were a lot of but younger you, fans. I was going to say because you will have had because there there will be genuinely. Uh, 18, 19, 20 year old Man City fans who don't really remember time before sure. Mansoor. So in their heads, oh, this is what it's like to, you know, we should be challenging for the title. We should be. Whereas like a guy our age, a 30-year-old bloke, are, would be would be ripping his cock off at the at being I've heard in a you final. use that phrase before. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. I mean, there's the podcast title right there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we can use that. Um, and if you, like you're saying about our, ourselves, if we get into a final, because of we haven't had anything to celebrate in 50 years, not really, we'd be, we'd be delighted about that. I felt like I had... I would much rather be in their situation than our situation, but I felt like I had a little bit of a glimpse hmm. at, 
it's not necessarily as amazing as it looks. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. To, to suddenly have all that investment and to suddenly be competing at the top, it, it just... It doesn't... It's great, I'm sure. I mean, oh, to be a Leicester fan right now. Oh, yeah. But, like... But your mate that you went to see it with, he's a Man City fan. I was actually sat with two fellow neutrals. <laughs> every, everyone around me had a Mancunian accent. Okay, so, so my point was going to be that uh, if, if you were sitting... Like, the, the Man City fan of our age group, yeah, they'd be loving it and they'd be, they'd be delighted. However, I know Chelsea fans who've been Chelsea fans since the year dot and they consistently are as miserable about their lot in life as I am when it comes to football. Like, I'm, I'm not necessarily this season, but even when they're challenging for the title, they wanted rid of, I don't know, they wanted rid of Ramirez. He was terrible. He's absolute dog shit. He's not good enough and all the rest of it. Oh, Cahill, he's not good enough. He's, yeah. he's yeah. And it's be, that's just the nature of a football fan. They're, even Barcelona. You're there to Barce- moan, aren't you? You're yeah, there to moan. Barcelona fans will be, they'll be, you know, ha- happily clapping along that they beat Hetafe 6-0, but they'll be, or 6-1, and they'll be like, conceded though didn't we yeah. it's like you just yeah, yeah. this is ridiculous it's all relative it's all relative and like I reckon the fans of pretty much every club in the world have got the phrase oh typical us yeah do you know what I mean like yeah. oh it's typical Newcastle isn't it? it's typical Spurs that's, I heard some people like a half time yesterday going well it's typical City it's typical City <laughs> <laughs> well, what does that you know in your history how often have you been in this situation I wonder if yeah. people ever like do you have people like it's typical Bayern it's just typical Bayern <laughs> we're only so, winning 4-0 at half time this yeah. is shit I think the um, the the actual League Cup final was pretty poor as it's a spectacle it's boring it mate oh shit I, was, I, was, I mean I was high up and I'd had a bit too much to drink how much did you drink in the end words it out I mean it was over a long period of time but I think I, Dave I think I had about 10 pints <laughs> Because he sent me a message earlier on. He said, he said uh, oh, yeah, I'll meet, I'll meet you in the pub early, but I'll have a soft drink. And I completely forgot about this. And as soon as he turned up, there was a pint waiting for him. And the, there was, like, this crestfallen, but, like, just, oh, I have to. I, I have to drink this now on your face. It was it yeah. was the thing of, I, I kind of respected you for, for actually seeing that pint off because you don't look like you enjoyed it at all. I feel like my, when I do reach rock bottom. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll be there. When I do reach rock bottom, it'll 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 be on this podcast. Yeah. So, right, should we talk about Newcastle? We played. Yeah. We went to La Manga. Oh yeah. And we won away from home. We won away from home to a team who are also away from home. Yeah. What are they called? Lillestrom. Lillestrom. Who scored for us? Uh, it was Riviere, wasn't it? And somebody I can't remember. Riviere. I mean, to be honest. It's, I, don't I mean, care. that shows you how important that game was. Yeah. It it was completely immaterial. Uh, it was a workout and... Um, no, Riviere didn't score. No? Wijnaldum was? got a goal. Did he? Away from home. Away Shit from home. Bed. And Aaron's got a goal. Hmm. Uh, and supposedly they had... A, there was a big talk and there were some home truths said. Yeah, that's what I heard. But then there were home truths after the the... The humping by Crystal Palace, and to be Do you fair, think they we, all sat down and wrote letters of apology. <laughs> probably it'll be a, a fucking diarised in the Evening Chronicle. It's just I don't. I, 
everybody kicking off about, oh, they're going away for a holiday. They're not really. They're not going away for a holiday. They're just going somewhere isolated to hammer some things out, maybe work a little bit more on certain set pieces and stuff like that. In it, That it's in warmer weather doesn't matter. I've got no problem with them going away. Oh, you, but you do. You see it on... Um, you see it in I'm the, sure the plenty papers. of people do have a problem with it. Because they think know. it's a holiday, and it's not. They're still working. They're still... You know, they're still doing the same amount of training as they would do in the the northeast. It's just, it's in a different place. Uh, nobody would care if it was in Grimsby. It's just that it's in it's somewhere warm. Well, who gives a fuck? As long as they come back and they they improve, at least their I don't know their their the capability to pick up a point away from home. Then cool, that's fine. Um, I'm worried about the amount of injuries we've got though. To key players, I mean, we like Mitrovic picked up a a knock against uh, when Fabric. I think it was Fabregas on the edge of the box against Chelsea. Um, Fabregas raked his boot down Mitrovic's leg, and looks like Mitrovic is he's certainly doubtful for this game. Um, uh, PhysioRoom dot com have got them got him as like a he might be back, he might not, but I, I doubt they'd risk him. I think they'll just start with Perez up front, which is a maybe Doombia. Doombia started against L- Lillestrom. Yeah, maybe. Um, Colaccini's supposed to be out, or again doubtful at the at the best. Um, there's there's just a stack of players that, for all for all they're not great, you know, players like Hydara, players like Paul Dummett, Tiote, they're all doubtful, and that's that's a real concern because if we go into that into the game against Stoke with even with our best team we're away from home and we're not performing if we go in with a with a you know a makeshift Aaron's at left back yeah well Colback's supposed to be back so they might put Colback at left back but is that any better I don't know like it's it's so it depressing I mean you were telling me it was better the other day but I don't know if it is no I don't think I was saying Colback ahead I think you were was I yeah well at least he's a bit more experienced I suppose but God, we need to be really careful because the the front players that Stoke have, you know, um, Bojan, is it Bojan? Bojan, Bojan. seem to be calling him. Uh, uh, Arnautovic, Afalai, and um, Shakiri. Shakiri, Shakiri. They could all do real damage to a, a makeshift back four. If you're not properly drilled, if you don't know when to pick up and when to drop off, then yeah, we could be we could really struggle. I've got the outside hope of a four points from the next two games. Right. Well, the the next two games are indeed Stoke mm. away on Wednesday night. Difficult place to go. Difficult place to go on a Wednesday night. Stadium. Yeah. Stadium. And. Then we're at home to Bournemouth, who I think are a bit unpredictable as a side. Yeah. Um, I would hope, if we don't get three points against Bournemouth, then that is goddamn worrying. Yeah. But it's that thing, because it's at home. I mean, I'd fancy us, if, if it were reversed, if we had Stoke at home and Bournemouth, I'd still fancy us to pick up about four points, because I think... At home, we can we can go toe to toe with anybody. I mean, we we went toe to toe with Man U. We took Chelsea. It was just you know um, a wonder goal and a and a bit of a a bit of a f- 
freaky free kick that, that found it, um, got them back into the game, sorry. Um, I think we can go toe-to-toe with anybody. It's just away from home. Like, fix that and we're fine. <laughs> like, seriously, fix, that, fix our away form. We don't have to suddenly win every away game, but just don't be ap- ap- apocalyptically shit away from home. I think it's we'll easier said than done, mate. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. fix that. You should, you should um, call up McLaren and tell him that's a good <laughs> idea. Just tell him to fix the away form. If you're listening, Steve, that's uh, that's our advice to you. <laughs> Fuck you. It's, but it okay. just seems straightforward. So, uh, here's a little tidbit that's worth talking about. The Chinese transfer window is closed. <laughs> That's what we should put in a sound. Do, do we not do we not say that it's slammed shut? It's slammed shut. Yeah. That's traditional. Um, so that means CC and Teode aren't going. Well they should do it. The Chinese transfer window is closed and then a giant gong. <laughs> <laughs> that would be when it opens. The Chinese transfer window is open. Oh, right, I wish we had sound effects sound effects. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's closed, which means that we've got Teote and Cisse for the rest of the season. Which the situation we're in I think it's good news. Yeah, and if Cissé's fit, he does like scoring against Stoke. Yeah. He's scored, I can't remember how many, it's something like four in six or something against them. He, right. he enjoys scoring against them. Well, maybe he'll get one off the bench. I'd be surprised if he starts. Oh, I doubt it, yeah. Um, there were a couple of, uh, so I sent out a, a, a tweet um, asking people if they had any uh, anything that they'd like us to talk about, and it's at the bottom of the... Uh, uh, Pass it over, yeah. Go on. Um, Gary Spence asked about uh, Rolando Aaron's. Uh, is he being greedy? Should we let him go? Because um, apparently there's a you know his contract's up in uh, next summer, I think. And there's yeah, um, contracts up in the summer for Aaron's. Mm-hmm. And according to the Mirror, I think this morning and some other paper talk, we're going to lose him. He's not going to sign a contract, and he'll be off. Hmm. Yeah. What's your thoughts on that, Dave? Can't really stand in his way. We haven't played him um, in his correct position when we have played him, and but then he's been injured quite a lot. So is that is that our fault that he's been injured? Uh, it could be because we've got a. I mean, Newcastle are often the the top of the injury list, which makes you think that maybe it's the way that we're training that's the issue. I wouldn't blame Aaron's personally no. for no. going because you know you've got to. It's a short career, all that, blah, 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 blah. But I can't imagine it's a fun club to play for at the moment. You could make the case that he's been injured for most of his professional career with us hmm. thus far. You could make the case that he therefore owes us a bit. Hmm. But I, I, in realistically, I think there's very few footballers who think like that. And yeah. people may say that that's a terrible thing but I don't really blame him like, he's I, got to do what's right for himself at the end of the day and if, if, it, if it were Perez that were falling out of contract I would have been furious that we hadn't tied him up but this is a kid that's been consistently injured I completely understand why the club isn't you know throwing money at the, the, the problem and I see his side of the, the coin where he thinks he can move on beyond Newcastle at this stage of his career which again that's fine. I, I think it would be worth a punt to pay a little bit over the odds in terms of wages. Just to keep Because him. he's someone we've got 
that we know a bit about. Mm. And, I mean, the club will know more about his likelihood to remain injured than us, you mm. would think. But that, or even that is, you're guessing, aren't you? I kind of see him like a, a bit like a Charles and Zogbier. Like he's got the he's got the skill he's got the potential absolutely it's he might go off and and join a, a much bigger club or a, a club and do really well or whatever but he's as likely to join Wigan and then Villa and do nothing. Well, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We will see. But I would personally like to keep the lad. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, we've got another tweet in from uh, Nick Bird, and he wants to talk because it was brought up in the fans forum. Um, which was uh, held recently, and he wants he was asking about accountability. There seems to be no consequence for failure. So when Lee Charney is consistently underperformed in his role as managing director, there doesn't seem to be any recourse. He doesn't seem to be his like his job's never mentioned it being as being at risk. No, uh, Bob Moncur. I have no idea what he brings to the club. But all he seems to do is like be a bit of a renter quote. And Steve I assume McClellan. he's meant to be a sort of he's our Bobby Charlton. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's it's, he's an ambassador, isn't he? Well, yeah, but then there are better people to have a, as ambassadors. Because when was the last time Bob Monker was part of football? I don't even mean playing. I mean he hasn't managed, he hasn't coached for decades. Well, I, neither is Bobby Charlton. No, but then Bobby Charlton's been an ambassador at Man U for. For decades, like he was brought in to to be a link between the two, you know, the Busby era and the, the Ferguson well, era. That's I would why assume he's... Bob Monker is there as a link between to say that the club still has some kind of roots in its history. But then he, it, we, we would have been, isn't he? yeah, but we would have been better off bringing in someone like, well, not Shearer because he's too busy on the match of the day sofa. But you bring in somebody like uh, Steve Watson, Steve Howie. Um, somebody like a local lad that's um, that's got ties to a period where we were at the very least challenging for the title. Like I, I, it was a Bob brief. Monker. He won the cup. last. He's the yeah. last Newcastle captain to lift the cup. Yeah, but a cup. But he's literally done nothing since that. Yeah, I just I don't, I don't see the point in him. And then so I. I I do think there needs to be more accountability. I think regardless of where we finish this season, Charnley has to go. He has to go. He's failed consistently. And it basically... What does Mike Ashley have over Lee Charnley? In other words, what does Lee Charnley have over Mike Ashley? Well, then he's got, like... Do you think he's got some nude photos <laughs> of Mike Ashley that he's threatening oh, God, to I put on the internet? Not. I really don't want to see that man naked. I don't want to see any man naked, but specifically Mike Ashley, I don't want to see naked. But Lee Charnley, honestly, the guy, the guy was like a, an administrator at the club, and it's just been promoted beyond his... What is it? Is, is it the Peter principle where you're promoted to the point that you're incompetent? He's just, he, he can't do the job. He doesn't have... That sounds a little bit like when I got the job of hosting this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you promoted beyond your capability. Yeah. Um, I think you do a fine job. You're a nice man, Dave. Thanks. Now, I realised this week that Mike Ashley is richer than Donald J. Trump. <laughs> Shut the fuck he's, Really? Yeah, he's richer than Donald Trump. And he's self-made. Possibly significantly so. Well, because um, don't they say that uh, Donald Trump, if he just put his money in 
um, stocks and shares, like in a, a normal investment account, he would earn, he would have more money than he does now. Yeah, if you'd put it as inheritance, that's, yeah. that's what some people say, yeah. But yeah, by most accounts, Mike Ashley is richer than Donald Trump, which means that Mike Ashley could feasibly fund his own election campaign. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, He'd do a better. I, I trust. I trust Mike Ashley as leader of the country more than Donald Trump, <laughs> which is <laughs> right. Cut to. I mean, the way the world's going. I mean, it's all gone mad, isn't it? <laughs> Five years time, <laughs> President Donald Trump meets up with <laughs> Prime Minister Prime Mike Ashley. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, it's it's just as likely as drop the bomb these days. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, should we do some predictions? I mean, there isn't much. Yeah, to what's, talk what's about. this? Really, has just been an opportunity for us to moan, to meet up and have a chat pint. and yeah. just remind it. I'm starting to forget what you look like, Dave. <laughs> 20, 27 minutes left. Yeah, we've got a long oh, time. We've got left. ages, yeah. No, but that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Let's just. Oh yeah, we'll, let's give we'll, people a break. Yeah. So, <laughs> what we'll do is we'll just uh, give me your. Pre- your, your concrete prediction for the for, next two games. For the next two games. Okay. Uh, Stoke wheel draw. I think it'll be one-one. Traditional. Traditional Fergus Cray prediction. Yep. And then Bournemouth will win, and it'll be three-nil. Wow. Yeah. That'd be good. I'm gonna say that we will lose to Stoke. Cool. Cool. <laughs> I would say we'll lose to Stoke uh, 2-0. Okay. And I'm going to say that... Oh, please, can we beat Bournemouth? Uh, I think we're going to... Uh, 2-1, we'll win it, we'll win it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be positive. That's so what it's about, isn't it? Positive thinking. <laughs> so that's... You say three points for the next two, I say four points. I think... I think Paul would probably side with, err on the side of caution and go with three points from the next two. So where does that put us at the end of the season? Are we going to survive Fergus Craig? Uh, I'm running out of teams that I think... Right, so... Well, do you want to know who we've got in the run Hang on, wait, no. Like, Villa are down... Oh, God, that's another, that's another catchphrase of this year's yeah. podcast. Villa are down... Yeah. I reckon Norwich will go down as well. Okay. And then I reckon it's between us, Sunderland and Swansea. Palace are in free fall. It would be amazing. And I mean, nothing would make you happier. (laughs) They are 10 league games without a win. And that that, that is... It was quite funny on Sunday. You can see that... Or Saturday. You can see that um, Palace fans are starting to... Worry. To worry and feel a little bit like we did. I think Palace are down next season. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, they've got thirty-two points. I can't. Surely they'll pick it yeah, up. Yeah. So I reckon they only need like five or six points to be safe, and they've got thirteen games to do it in. Yeah, they should be all right. Yeah. So thirteen, eleven games. Sorry. Um, I would say because Norwich are seven league games without a win, so they're also in a bit of a well, they're in a shocking run of form. And if we draw or win on Wednesday, we we leapfrog them. 
and mentally that's going to that's going to have an effect and then them coming ahead like what they have next is Chelsea then Swansea then Man City and then it's uh, West Brom, New- Newcastle, Crystal Palace, Sunderland, who are all scrapping for points. But then their running is Watford, Arsenal, Man U, Everton. I can't see them getting points from those last four games. Right, that's Norwich. That's Norwich. Yeah. Um, so I can see Norwich being down. Yeah, and then, I mean, Aston Villa are down. But then Sunderland, it's really hard because like, there, is, there is likely to take points off Crystal Palace as Crystal Palace are to beat them. Southampton, the way Sunderland are playing, yeah, they could get points at Southampton, Everton, us, West Brom. Us is three points in the back. <laughs> yeah. uh, Leicester, I can't see them getting anything at Leicester, uh, at home to Leicester, sorry. Then they've got Norwich. Could they beat Arsenal? They could. Like, they could pick up points, like the way they're playing, they could do, but as easily, they could get nothing because if Defoe gets injured or anything like that. So I think the the... It's weirdly, weirdly, I was about to say I'm 50-50 that will go down. Yeah. But weirdly, thinking about the fact that I think Sunderland have got a fair old chance of going down, and so have Swansea, hmm. I'm going to say I'm 40% that we're, we're going down. Okay. That's where I'm at. <clears throat> uh, I've just noticed that we've had a tweet from Matthew Roper. Mm-hmm. Who says? Who asks? Shimming run-ups on pens, capital offence. Is this a reference to something to do with Newcastle? It's just it's a general football question, right? <laughs> it must just be a general. Do you have a problem with shimmying run-ups? Oh, it could be because of the League Cup final. Because um, didn't? Um, oh, that was the stutter step, wasn't it? That was it. Firmino that did the the stutter or Coutinho? I can't remember. I mean, do I, have a I problem? was there. Yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> I was there, but I don't really remember. <laughs> Uh, I I don't understand anybody taking a penalty in any other fashion than run up, laces through it, hard as you fucking can, just just smash it. Just they like I get why people want to go. Oh, there's the Penenka, and I'm gonna make you look foolish and me look really cool. But look, this is a cup final. Fuck off. Put it in the back of the Apparently, net. Apparently, you know they all say you're meant to pick your spot and not change. Yeah. Apparently, the top top players, people like Messi, yeah, he doesn't know where he's going to place it until that split second before he, before he kicks it because he's looking for the keeper. Okay, I think you've chosen a terrible example because Messi's really bad at penalties. But like Is Ronaldo, he? yeah, yeah, Messi's bad at penalties. Is he? Yeah. Oh, that's. I reckon he's better than me. Yeah, but then you look at someone like Alan Shearer, and Shearer would consistently put it top left. Just that's where he put it because he knew he had the the accuracy to put it there, and he would put it there with power. And the keeper's just not getting there. That's how you take a penalty. Just hit it hard. And even if because even if the penalty, the, that's the keeper not the way Matt Letizia took penalties, and he's never missed one. I think he did miss one in his career. Did he? Yeah. <sighs> but he's the best Premier, he's best pen taker in the history of the Premier League, probably. Yeah. And he wasn't a smash it. No, but like I- taker was he? Well, that's where me and Matt Letizia disagree. And okay. Now, shimmying run-ups. Yeah, I guess I don't have a strong opinion on it. I'm, I'm old school. I like just leather it. Yeah, okay. Always will do. All right. Well, thanks for getting in touch with us, Matthew Roper. And uh, thank you all for listening. Here's a, another quick thing that I wanted to mention uh, from yesterday, being at the League Cup final. Mm-hmm. We 
didn't stay for the trophy giving. Yeah, nobody because does. you wanted to. Well, a lot of Man City fans did. <laughs> and but I happened to be wearing a blue hoodie, not really for any particular reason, but I was wearing a blue hoodie. Yeah. And as I was leaving, uh, a scouser like grabbed me, like basically pushed me, and went, "Not even stay for your own team with the trophy." Like Man City fans are shit. Yeah. And I was like, it was just a real injustice that I got the shit on behalf, <laughs> on behalf of Man City fans. What did you say to him? Well, I went, well, he was running off. Oh, actually, actually, I'm not being funny. I, well, I actually support Newcastle. <laughs> I mean, I lived there till I was 13 and I lost the accent, but I, am a, I present a podcast, actually. I mean, I did used to have a soft spot for Manchester City when I was uh, University of Manchester, but these days I think they're actually quite synthetic. <laughs> But he was gone by that point, yeah? He was gone by that point. With your wallet? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Not that we're uh, keen on stereotypes <laughs> about scouts. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There we are. I mean, we've natted in your ear for a while, guys. And I hope it's been enjoyable. Thank you very much for listening. Please do follow us at Newcastle Natter. Please do download the app and go on the Facebook page and... Tell your friends. Here's the thing. I mean, we don't charge you for this podcast, and to be fair, that's it. (laughs) I I, I mean, that seems like a reasonable deal. (laughs) But, you know, I I don't think we should charge you, but, you know, maybe a little thing you could do for us, tell your friends. If you've got a Newcastle supporting friend, tell your friend to download it. You know, let's spread the word. Or if you've got friends who just like listening to people hate their own football side tell them to give us a listen as well yeah if you've got any friends who are aroused (laughs) by miserable men in their 30s talking about (laughs) something that they once loved dying before their eyes (laughs) then uh, tell them to download the Newcastle Natter but thank you very much Dave Watson thanks Fergus thank you to the listeners goodbye bye this is a playback media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.